Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs a Podcast. We got Nate Smith here. We got Tom Pestak. Um, might have some guests joining us later. Might not. We're on NBA tip-off eve here on a Monday night. As... This is practically a matinee for us starting at 9.30. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, EG and I started like literally at 12.30 at night the other night. So Easter, yeah, so 9.30 for him. <laughs> yeah, but it was still... I, I was up pretty late that night. But yeah, uh, Cavs. Uh, tip off on Tuesday. NBA tips off tomorrow. Um, trying to figure out what's on the schedule for tomorrow. Um, but Man. in the sorry, go ahead. No, just everyone's dying. Uh, <laughs> Tex, who else Tex, died? Tex Winter died last Tex week. Win- yeah, he was. N- 96. 96. Yeah, almost he, 90, almost 97. He had a good run, Tom. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I shouldn't say <laughs> you, you that. You make it to ninety six. I know. It's not I a tragedy. Tragedy. I, I shouldn't say that. The, I shouldn't say that the same way. Of course, Paul Allen, owner of the Blazers. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Blazers. <laughs> Today's age. What'd you say? I said. Um, oh, did you hear any of that? No. Oh, I said I shouldn't have said the text winner in the same tone because I was reflecting on Paul Allen dying, which caught me by surprise. I didn't even know he was sick. And, uh, you know, 65 seems so young now, even though I guess historically living to be 65 would be considered a good run, but not, not today. That's considered, you know, way too young. Especially when you pretty much can afford any medical treatment in the world. Yeah. Which just goes to show you that cancer is not, um, to be reckoned with. Yeah. Nor is a poor people's um, disease or just a poor people's disease. You could argue that he had a lot left to do. And so very sad, passed away from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. yeah. So rest in peace, Paul Allen and condolences to his family and all the people he touched. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. The Seahawks, uh, the, um, yeah, he's owned the Blazers. Blazers. Yeah. I didn't realize he's owned the Blazers. For so long, he bought him when he was basically my age, which is kind of a sobering thought. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool to own an NBA team, but um, would be I'm, cool I'm a couple. Own. I'm a couple dimes short. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Uh, we got Evil Genius joining us. Hello. Um, yeah, we are just uh, going through. We are on NBA Tip Off Eve here. And, of course, I turn it to NBA TV to kind of get in the mood and what is playing. But one of the finals games from last year. Uh, And it doesn't even matter which one it is. I don't want to watch it. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. game one was exciting, and then but it had just a of an ultimate like all-time finish. low gut punch game. <laughs> yeah, I really feel like Kenny Maurer should go on the Cleveland sports Mount Rushmore, like with the drive. The it should be like the drive, the fumble, the Kenny Maurer, or or or, or something. Why? Why Kenny Maurer? <clears throat> what do you, see, I'm already frustrated, Nate, because <laughs> Kenny Maurer. See, all you, all anyone remembers is J.R. Smith was boneheaded when it wouldn't have even gotten to that point if Kenny Maurer wouldn't have reversed that block charge call. Oh, the which PS was block charge PS. call. Yes, yes, yeah, that's true. Oh, I remember. I remember you went off for like 20 minutes in a podcast yeah. on that. Yes, uh, yes, and they and... basically like made up a rule on the fly to reverse the call. Yep, yep, they overturned it. Um, even though I forget who they had back in some studio looking at it saying, oh, there's no way they're going to overturn this, or I'd be shocked if they overturn this. And they did. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, it was not, yeah. not pretty. So, um, they had Steve Jabby in the, in the, yeah, that's right. It was Steve Jabby. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, wow, good yeah. memory. And you even got the name right. Man, know, what's going it? on? Mate? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you took your, uh, you ate your Wheaties this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, EG you and took I took your vitamin D. What? Yeah. EG and I just got, uh, done with the, um, Cavs the blog. I think it's the fourth annual Cavs the blog fantasy draft. Um, yeah. And I skipped last year. So I, skipped I only last played. Year. But I'm super happy with my team. And yeah, I'm gonna go through well, my team, and then EG can. Well, go no, through his don't go through team. your whole team. First, give us your best value pick. Oh, my best value pick. EG knows what my best value pick was. Yeah, I was really upset. I snaked Jaron Jackson Jr. in the last round, one pick ahead of EG. Yep, I knew it was gonna come down to that too. I just knew that Nate would somehow bone <laughs> me on, on that in that thirteenth round. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. Um, oh, go ahead. Joshua Martin took Chetty two picks ahead of where I was going to take him in like the round eight. So, but I was looking. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a monster preseason. Yeah, he so, did. So he could be he could be a dark horse rookie of the year candidate. So, yeah. What about you? Well, EG? playing in, playing in pick? Memphis too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I think taking Oladipo with the fifteenth pick was probably my best value. Yeah, that's a Whoa. good value. Fifteenth pick. Yeah. Yeah. He was a stud last year. Yeah, that's great value. Yeah, there's some really goofy. The ESPN rankings were very bizarre. They had uh, Jordan Clarkson rated 78th in the league, <laughs> and they projected him at 3.9 assists per game, <laughs> which, what? which what? I I predicted 3.9 assists per week. So yeah, I mean, could Jordan Clarkson average 3.9 assists per game if he played 48 minutes a game at point guard? I'm not. I don't I'm think not, he could. I don't. I'm think not so. sure. Yeah. No, oh, not on this team. No, not at, not on any team. I no. bet you it's yeah. Jeremiah Engelman's fault. Eg somehow, probably he probably <laughs> did these did these uh, yeah. player ratings. Yeah. yeah, of course I got Donovan Mitchell at fifteen. So that I was, was a good happy. pick too. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. So, yeah. So, so here's my squad: Ricky Rubio, right. Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, who I took at five, Lamarcus Aldridge, DeAndre Ayton. Dennis Smith Jr., Kyle Kuzma, Gary Harris, Wendell Clark Jr., Tim Hardaway Jr., Karis Levert, Kyle Anderson, and Jaron Jackson Jr. So. Slow-mo. Did you pick him? You picked slow-mo 14th? I picked him real late, yeah. Wow, that yeah. might be 
Good value, too. Yeah, well, who else is going to get assists in Orlando? I mean, they don't have a point guard, so. Wait, slow-mo's in Orlando? Yeah, yeah, Orlando signed him to an offer sheet. And oh, so he's not on the Spurs anymore? No, and uh, oh. San Antonio didn't match. So. Oh, okay. See, that's why I turned to you in Cavs the blog for all my. Yeah. So I can give you the news with the wrong player name. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, E.G., who's on your squad? Uh, let's see. Jimmy, go by. What did you do from first? I didn't do from first pick. to last. I did or? close. I mean, obviously, uh, KD. I can. I think I can recreate it. Yeah. So I got Carl Anthony Towns first. Then I At the got fourth pick, right? Yeah. Six, no fifth. Fifth, sixth pick. Sixth pick. Yeah. Sorry. That was late for. Well, on one I think side it was late for Cat. Yeah, that was late yeah. for Cat. But I, I was happy to see him there. Um, I got him, Victor Oladipo, um, uh, Chris Paul, Jason Tatum, Jabari Parker, Clay Ooh. Thompson. That's a that's gonna be a feast or famous pick, Jabari Parker. I know Otto Porter Jr. That's a Tor- good. Torian Prince. I got. Fairly late because I he, he's been had a monster preseason also. Um, Tyreek Evans, which is my sneaky good late pick. Yeah, I mean if he does anything like last year, and he's on the Pacers now too, so I feel like they're they're set up to. And his three balls looked really good. And then I got Markel Fultz because I believe uh, I got Kevin Knox and Mo Bamba and Josh Hart, just some flyers on rookies and second year guys. That's a young team. Yeah, after after the frontliners. Your dog likes it. Yeah, he yeah, does. both my dogs, <laughs> all three of them. Sorry, you have three dogs. Yeah, how do you take that. care of three dogs? Well, nah, how do you take all care of four kids, Tom? How do you how do you go on like a vacation with three dogs? <laughs> they're all rescues, so it's like yeah. you know what they, kind of they, dogs they, are they? They're all like mixed. Uh, a big, little, like, and a medium. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're they're all like poodle mixes, and one's a one's a Wheaton poodle mix, and one's a uh, a, a Yorkie poodle mix. That's a small one, and then the middle one's uh, like a Bichon poodle mix. So that's know. what I have. I have a like a Bichon Maltese mix. I have a yeah. I have a Bichon uh, Cavalier mix. Holy crap! We all have Bichons, and we didn't know this until now. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm glad he's also a Cavalier mix. I feel like you're just saying that, but no, I'm not. Cavalier King Charles, not Cavalier King James. Heck, heck yeah, <laughs> King James. Can't say that anymore. Yeah, no, no, you can't. But uh, so yeah, we're just uh, going through uh, kind of some of the NBA news. Uh, what do you think of the preseason for the Cavs so far, Eg? Um, I mean, it was surprising to start. Because, well, I think because they played, you know, they played, what, two games against the Celtics. They looked really good in both games. Obviously, as you noted, the Celtics didn't seem like they were giving 100% effort. Although, I think they were trying harder than than zero. I mean, they, they were certainly didn't enjoy let, having the, these sort of energetic Cavs beat them at their own game. Um, granted, they didn't, have, they didn't have Kyrie either time. So that'll be a big difference for them, but um, so I was impressed. That'll up the effort level. 
Well, actually, well, against the Cavs, it probably will. But it'll up the effort and the scoring, I think, more than anything. The, th- the three, their three point shooting was abysmal in those two games against the Cavs, and that that was the biggest difference. That, and I think they were just surprised. But it's hard to tell, really, the last couple of games because so many guys were out. You know, the 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 guys that are going to be key for scoring, uh, really, with with. Kevin and Jetty and and even uh, Hood missed one of the two game last two games. So yeah, and you know, David Nwaba didn't play the first two games. So yeah, and I know you haven't been impressed with with them, but no, I I took that back a little bit in the in the comment section. I watched the first half of that oh, that's game. That's true. You walked back, and, yeah, and said he actually looked pretty good. So he's he's a good defender, and I yeah. think that and no matter what, I would keep. I mean, he's that guy that the Cavs have. Uh, not recently, but maybe, well, maybe I guess with with Shumpert early on, like you, you want that one guy that's going to really be play some gritty defense in the in the opening lineup. But I mean, Nawaba's not going to score a whole lot. He might surprise you with a couple of nice moves, but well, he's just that kind of like physical guy. He reminds me a lot of like Bobby Phils in a. Ooh, in a there really, we go. Like just a kind of you know rangy, gritty shooting guard that that can sometimes guard small forwards and you know and isn't probably going to light it up on you but but can hit the occasional three and can drive to the hoop nice nice yeah he's very athletic they handles the ball pretty well too yeah and yeah i liked him uh when i watched him in the first half i liked uh of course, I like Chetty a lot. I, did, I felt like I didn't get to see him enough, but uh, well, that was sort of the same thing, thing that happened in the summer league too, right? We like yeah. we got spoiled by seeing like two games of of Jetty, you know, really kind of on his way to a triple double, both both times, and then you know, same in the summer league, like he and he and Zizic dominated, and they just didn't let him play the last four or five games. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope well, that's hope... not a theme of this year, Lou, not letting the right people play. Uh, yeah, so we, we'll see what happens. I mean, I I would think the probable starting lineup is Hill, uh, Rodney Hood, uh, Chetty, Kevin Love, and I think he said depending on the matchup, uh, Tristan or Nance, Tristan or Nance, and Larry Nance, who got a four-year, forty-four million dollar contract extension today. Yeah, wow. that's pretty nice. Yeah, that's I think that's a good deal for both the player and the team. I think it's a really good deal for the player. I mean, it could be a really good deal for the team, but he's got to uh, grow into that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, don't, I don't know how much of the last year is guaranteed. So it's better than the, than the four years, 72 million that, that Andy just gave uh miles Turner. Miles Turner. Yeah. yeah. Or how much did we give Tristan four year, 82 million 82, or something? Yeah. Ooh. What are you going to twist the knife, Tom? I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, Tristan looked pretty good the, in the preseason. He finally looked healthy. Yeah, he but did. He still, I still can't think, finish. I still but... think even good Tristan has always been kind of overrated. I think his good attributes were him being kind of an Iron Man for a long time and you know a modicum of respectability as a switch defender in the playoffs. But I just... We've been trying to talk ourselves into Tristan since day one, and I just think... And you, this, we, I feel like we're still doing it. <laughs> I know, but I just <laughs> this needs to be the year where we're just like... Hey, he hit a jump shot in preseason. He hit a 12-footer. He, he dribbled into a jump shot. Yeah, and it actually didn't look completely awkward. So, Well, who knows? Maybe he'll prove me wrong. I hope so. 
That's just it, though. Like, he doesn't have to be a score. If he can go back to being... The problem is he doesn't have the the creator that he had with either LeBron or, or Kyrie in the past. Because the best... Tristan living his best life was a was a less crazy Rodman type just being a, an offensive rebounding machine for the, yeah. the two guys that, that were out there, you know, gunning it. I mean, that's <laughs> what worked in 15 and 16. And then, you know... 17 it all kind of went off the rails with the Kardashian and the injuries and you know it just was what it was unfortunately but if he can be if he's healthy he's still a good rebounder he he's still a good role man when he wants to be and he as long as he's dunking with two hands he he'll he'll usually go in <laughs> yeah yeah he is not, not a one-handed, one-handed dunker yeah or finisher <laughs> Not like Nance. Nance is no. a good one-handed dunker. Yeah, Nance yeah. is probably a better one-handed dunker than a two-handed dunker. So, yeah, no, I'm excited uh, for the Larry Nance era. I've, I've, I'm excited he's here for a while. Yeah, you know, me he, too. He and Kevin are going to be here for five years. So, well, he's a solid defensive player. I think you know he needs to be. He needs to get playing time. And the thing I just notice about big guys in general is it feels like it it depending on who it is, a lot of them don't learn what they can get away with physically for a long time. Like I, I swear last year I just watched Nance and he's a big body. He's a wide frame and he just, he just didn't set illegal enough picks for my liking. It's like, you gotta, you gotta act like you're on the 2008 Celtics and just like grab a guy, big baby or Kendrick Perkins style and just drag him around. Um, he just, he clears out too quickly and allows whoever he, picked to recover too easily so i think if he could learn how to kind of use leverage and just you know what he can get away with as far as a screener he could be a really formidable dive man yeah i we talked about this a little bit last week uh in that part of the problem with larry is he has a hard time staying out of foul trouble and that might be part of the screen issue mm-hmm. so yeah i mean figuring out how to pick avoid picking up dumb loose ball fouls and you know being able to set good screens without picking up fouls definitely a uh, a skill he needs to pick up. The other thing too is remember how Verja was the master at even if he didn't have the best position, he could like tip the ball in a direction that improved his probability just yeah. a little bit. And sometimes he could do it two or three times before finally he corralled it or he tipped it out to someone else. Nance, I feel like when he doesn't have good position, he either gets called for it over the back foul or he just tries to like use his leaping ability and length to get it, and it doesn't work. Yeah, sometimes um, I feel like he over jumps. Like, yeah. like you know, we all know that Andy was not the greatest leaper. You know, he could dunk, but he's not a guy that whose vertical is going to blow you off the. Off yeah, if, the... You, if you're six eleven and you can't dunk, you got, you got problems. <laughs> but I mean, he was, but he was uh, really good at that quick leap and and poke the ball away. I feel like Nance has got to get that like half leap down just to right. to poke the yeah. ball. Yeah. Right. Well, also he's got to get a shot. He, yeah. he doesn't really have a pet shot yet, and that's the problem. Is that he his offensive. His offensive game is kind of all over the place. You know, yeah. he he's got good energy and he's got good length, but you know, like his dad always had that like that 
you know that that elbow twenty or seventeen to twenty footer yeah. that he would just be he was just money on, and he actually looks pretty good sometimes. I mean, his stroke looks pretty good. He just needs to. I think he really needs to get in the gym and practice that. And you know, if he can, if he can, if he can start being pretty reliable from there, then that'll be something that defenses will have to work to try to take that away from him when he's out there. Yeah, and that's one of the things I'm a little worried about the you know the starter based on matchup thing because I feel like guy big guys especially kind of thrive on a rhythm and knowing when they're going to come in when they're going to get their shots where their shots are going to be on the floor kind of practice that and when you don't know whether you're going to be starting or coming off the bench you know that that may be somewhat problematic so we'll we'll kind of see how that shakes out yeah yeah so another so the other person to talk about in preseason uh eg Colin Sexton, uh, how, how do you feel like his preseason went and how it kind of bodes for the rest of the regular season? I think it was pretty much as expected. I mean, he, he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't great, but he also, I think made good adjustments. Like he was having a rough, like that last game, it was pretty rough shooting and he was starting to fall into the, the Jordan Clarkson, you know, like don't look for your teammates and just jack it up and was missing his, his usual mid rangers. But in the second half, he really, he really started looking for his teammates. I don't know. Maybe Ty talked to him or he made the recognition that like, I need to just, if my shot's not going, I need to start, you know, getting other guys shots that they can knock down and wound up with like what four, four or five assists, I think in the game. So it was good to see that. Um, you know, I, I don't disagree with people that on the on the comments that say, you know, it, it it's it's annoying to see him take long twos. Like, why not just take the three? But I do think you got to keep in mind he's a rookie and he's going to have growing pains. He's going to have nights where he's he's going to flash and look really good. He's going to have nights where, you know, he goes over five and. People like, did they make a did they make a huge mistake? You know, should they have taken Gilgus Alexander instead? And I think um, I think he's got. I I like his defensive skills. I think as Ben likes to say, he needs he needs better footwork uh, on the side to side action. But um, but I think he'll be a good defender, and I think he'll grow into that sort of. You know, I, I think. On the low end, Patrick Beverly. On the high end, maybe a Kyle Lowry type eventually. You know, just a guy that's that's fast but gritty, plays plays good defense. If he works on his outside shot, then you know he could he could turn himself into an all star. I like that two Houston, two former Houston Rocket uh, guards. Yeah. And How about you guys? I really thought he was a much more willing passer than I thought he'd be. Um, didn't only had one assist in his first two games, but most of that was just circumstances. You know, guys getting fouled on the shot or um, guys getting, uh, you know, missing shots. But he he certainly his passing really impressed me, and his willingness to just be a part of the offense and not hijack the offense made me happy. Uh, as did his three point shooting. Uh, he was uh, four for seven in the in the preseason, so uh, not too shabby. But like you said, took a lot of long twos. Um, I think it will help him. I think it would actually help him long term to start at some point this season. So I hope he does. Um, but once I, George Hill gets traded. 
or if yeah, I think uh, Ty Lu kind of wants to make him quote unquote earn it. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, definitely defensively he looked okay. It was hard to judge anything at times when they were playing him with with Jordan Clarkson. Um, you know, yeah, Clarkson drove me up the wall in the preseason. Just like <laughs> the one where he got double teamed, and uh, who was oh, uh, Sexton was sitting wide open at the top of the key, and he and all he had to do was just swing the ball to him. But he like dribble left and shoot a shot a shot a three pointer fading to his left against a double team, and I was like, well, this is like a terrible shot. Why would you take that shot? And so that he kind of drove me nuts all preseason. So we'll see. I think that'll be a theme as well. Um, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Jordan Clarkson is an acquired taste. You're either, uh, <laughs> you're either you're either like like excited about his mid range shooting ability and and uh, you know and and his his penchant for being that instant offense guy off the bench or you think he's a chucker and he with blinders and shouldn't play and you know i i think who would i think you the truth have, is somewhere in between but you would know. you rather have jordan clarkson or flip murray oh jordan clarkson <laughs> i would i would rather have flip murray <laughs> come on so flip you murray know my nickname ter- for flip murray had one good year uh, well, <laughs> How many one Clarkson? more than Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Come on, Jordan. Jordan actually, I, I like Jordan a lot early on because he, you know, for a for a bad Lakers team, he was like the one guy that was interesting to watch. He's um, like in one of the ten losingest players of all time in terms of career win percentage. Yeah. Um, well, so one of the uh, you heard my nickname for him, right? No. Tank fuel. Oh. Why? On, that's I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Thank Explain. you for the pity laugh. Tank Tom. fuel. Because he's the fuel for tank for tanking. Oh, I see. I see. So, there you go. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna tank though. No, I, I, I really think do think they're tank. gonna try to win. I don't think they're gonna tank, but I don't know if you mean when the time yeah. comes, he'll be he'll be good tank fuel. Yeah. So okay, here's the what's the over under on Cavs wins this year? What's the official Vegas over under? I think the Vegas over under is like thirty, right? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Really? Which is low. Which is low. I mean, I'd say probably like I, w- I would probably go like thirty-seven and a half or something like that as the line. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up. Oh, this is a good. Okay, so we should just go through all or a selection of thirty teams here. So the current on the Warriors is sixty. There's a sixty-two point five. So over or under, Tom? Oh, that's a tough one. I'll say under. Okay, E.G. Over. Over. Okay, so the Celtics are at. I'm not not the Celtics. The Cavs. We'll go back to the Celtics. The Celtics or the Cavs are at thirty-one point five. Over or under? I'm going over. I think we're all taking yeah, the over here. Me right? too. Going over. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, although you have to 
it's all con- it's all contextual because if you get to the trade deadline and they're you know it's not looking good for the seven eight seed, then I could see them trading trading everybody and and just that and going into the tank at that point. Yeah, I think they have too many core. Uh, I think they have too many core players to totally tank. I mean, especially with that Nance deal. Um, they could trade away guys like Corver and, and stuff like that, but I, I think well, Corver is almost certainly gone, right? You'd have to think, but I still think that's going to be Corver trading Corver to a, a playoff contender that's willing to part with a protected number one. Is I would what, trade Corver. The I think that will be the the safety net for if they have to give away the Atlanta pick? I would look to call up Philly because they have a lot of young talent and they're not going to be able to pay everyone. And they just went from pretty good to darlings of the Eastern Conference after they made those midseason acquisitions to get some shooting. And now they lost. Yeah, but they're starting Markel Fultz and bringing J.J. Redick off the bench, which doesn't make any sense, so... I, I'm not sure they know what they're doing. Well, I just read a thing where where they're going to start Markel in the first half, but then they're going to flip it and start Redick in the second halves. <laughs> and I assume that's just to build up Markel's confidence. Okay. And then see what they got. I, I just read oh, it. I'm he, like, I yeah, make, he, no, I you're right, decisions. you're right, because I read the headline. He's named first half starter. And I'm like, that's... <laughs> That's what they should do with Larry and uh, and yeah, Tristan, Tristan Thompson. Yeah. So the Cel- the Celtics line is anywhere from fifty seven point five to fifty nine point five. So we'll just call it fifty eight over or under. Eg. Under. Tom. Fifty eight. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll say under. I'm gonna go the under two, and mainly because. I feel like they overachieved a little last year. Yeah. So, okay. Over- or every year they overachieved. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be an argument for the over, I guess. So well, the- what was their record last year? What was, didn't they win? Would they, they win 55. 55? Yeah. 55 games last year. Yeah. I think the East is just tougher this year. I, do I, too. I agree with yeah. you, too. So Houston, this is crazy. The line is between 54 and 60, depending on where you're. Oh my God, that's that's a big spread. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, which one are we gonna pick for our? We'll exercise? we'll do fifty-seven. Over or under say, fifty-seven. I'm gonna say over. Yeah, I'd say over. Um, if it was sixty, I almost go on. think fifty-seven's a push, but I'm, I'm gonna say over as well. But not my. If, if it was sixty, I would go under exactly. Exactly, eg. Houston. Yeah. Has, is super talented. They're going to win yeah, a ton They had of games. 65 wins last year. They lost a lot of defense, though. They did. They did. So Toronto... They're going to score like a billion I still points think a gonna. I still think they're going to be the ones that wind up with Butler. Oh, my gosh. That team could actually win a title. Yeah. They could knock off the Warriors if they got if they If they traded Gordon, uh, another Capville guy, and and... A, you know, a, a, a first pick. round pick or two, yeah. then they could they could pull it off. I bet that'd be yeah. nuts. And, and I think they'd be able to. I mean, that would really max them out. But I think they could they could give them the max, right? 
Because they'd have, yeah, his, because they'd they'd have, have his bird, bird rights. rights. But I think part of the issue is I don't think Jimmy Butler wants to go to a team that's someone else's team. Like he, all the destinations yeah. he listed, he would be the man in those destinations. Isn't he so. kind of supposed to be the man in Minnesota? Well, he's supposed to be, but he also wants to leave because nobody works hard, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't get this whole wanting to be the man thing. Oh, I, I, I think should be, the Warriors should be dismissed. careful what they yeah. what they wish for, really. Oh, absolutely. So we got Toronto that fifty nine wins last year, and the line is between. 51 and 55.5. So we'll call the line 55 since three of them are right there. Over or under on Toronto at 55 wins. Wow, that is, Toronto's got to be the toughest team to peg. I mean... Yeah, it all depends on which Kawhi which Leonard. Kawhi. I'm going to go under... I feel like this is the year when things start to go a little bit south for the Raptors. I'd say push. 55 is pretty close to shock, think? I think. Okay, yeah. so hold on. Uh, it, it is, yeah. What, one, one second. I can here, just guys. see, I could foresee, like, if Toronto, uh, I'm going to go under for 55. Okay. Because I could see Kawhi not being right. There's no reason to think he's he is right. And I think Lowry kind of breaks down a little more every year. Um, and that team is one of those teams that is always more than the sum of their parts. And they might still be that. I just think you bring in a guy like Kawhi, who's not real familiar and um, he's more of a system player, a San Antonio system player than, you know, maybe the way they ran the offense in Toronto. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of things there that could cause them to struggle. So I'm going under. I'm going under two, a couple reasons. One, I've I've gotten the vibe that Kyle Lowry is not happy, and when Kyle Lowry is not happy, no one is happy. Um, and then also the Nick Nurse factor, who which has to be the dude. Word. Don't bag on Nick Nurse. That <laughs> dude knows what he's doing. I, I guess, but he has a very Nick <laughs> Nurse. By the way, Nick Nurse is the one that put that offense in last year with all those guys, which was great in the regular season. Not so great in the playoffs, obviously, but regular season. Dude, like, they, and don't forget they got Ananobi, who I think is going to be a stud this year. They got uh, they still they got a lot of guys coming off that bench. They they lost Pirtle, but I'm glad you think the OG is going to be a stud because he was one of my value picks in my fantasy league. How yeah. big is well, nobody nobody league? picked him. Nobody picked him in our fantasy league. Okay, David. Uh, I don't know, twelve teams or something. Yeah, that's why twelve team fantasy league. You got to go deep, David. Over or under fifty five wins for the Raptors. David, are you on mute? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now because you were pouring a beer and I heard it. I'm I muted after that. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, they're going to go under this year just because Kawhi's going to have to get acclimated. And really, that team's going to have to kind of rebuild what they do and base it around Kawhi if they're trying to do anything special this year. Okay, so, so we have the Sixers, and the line is anywhere from 48.5 to 54.5. So we'll call the line 54. Um, over or under 54 win for the Sixers, David? Uh, I'm saying over. So... Hopefully, Joel Embiid will finally be healthy this year, and then Ben Simmons is going to keep growing, 
And then you throw Markel Fultz in there. He's either going to be worse starting or he'll be a super great six man. And I don't know. I can't see them really taking a step back. They're all young and developing still. Uh, Tom. Yeah, I'm going to go over. I think, um, they won't, I don't think they'll get 60 wins, but I think um, a team like that is just hungry, and there's no reason to think they won't keep pushing. And their moderate you know, playoff success, generally that kind of stuff can translate to you know, a really nice year the next year. So yeah, yeah, I, think the Sixers, I think the Sixers will be pretty – they could end up with the best record in the East. I, would, I mean, I don't think it will be them, but I definitely think they'll win more than 50, 54. Is that what – yeah, you said I, I'm gonna go over. So, uh, eg, Sixers. Uh, I'm going under. You're going under. I don't. Be- I don't believe in the process. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna call it a push. I think that's right about where it should be. So, I would not bet that line either way. So, uh, Utah, who are anywhere, who had 48 wins last year, uh, the line is anywhere between 44.5 and. 50.5, so we'll call the line 49, over or under. Uh, I'm going to go over because I think Donovan Mitchell's an absolute... I I think he's going to be one of the top 10 players in the league uh, very soon. So, uh, EG, we're, just, we're doing the snake draft style. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'll, I'll join you in the over. I, I figured you would be over, but I, I like what they built... Last year, and I think without the without the injuries, they probably would have uh, eclipsed what they did. I mean, look, it's going to take fifty wins to make the playoffs in the in the West. Yeah. So I I and I definitely I expect them to be probably the three four seeds. So I think definitely closer to sixty than fifty. Yeah. What about um, what about you, Tom? I think if I was going to bet at all, I would bet on them being over i think 50 seems like five or six too low like i would put the spread at like 55 the line at 55 wow wow yeah i think they're a very good team okay david yeah um i'm going with uh over two because like for 49 or 50 games that's kind of towards the bottom of the playoff seedings in the west yeah i don't think they'll fall that far so we've got here's what i think is the craziest line is the bucks uh, anywhere from 46 to 49. So we'll call it 47 and a half. Over or under, David? 47 uh, and a half. I think under. That roster's not that good. Uh, I yeah. Think, so here's my take on the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be kind of the 2007 through 2010 Cavs where it's Giannis and a bunch of guys who play really tough defense for... Uh, for buttonholzer. Can so. can you do that though in this version of the NBA now? That's just where I'm kind of wondering because well, they don't have a lot of starting caliber players. Well, they do. Guys, Middleton is like, really good and like I think between over, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they don't really have like that overqualified bench guy to kind of push them to the next level. That one Matthew Dellavedova <laughs> I mean, I want to give Delhi props, but he just he needs Cleveland to keep getting the that's true that's the shine. True. So, I mean, yeah. they do have they'll have a full season of Eric Bledsoe that could they <laughs> that could, make could it push it either way. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It could actually. I think Malcolm Brogdon's going to be that bench guy, but yeah, I see what you're saying, David. I 
I think like they are just the absolute natural fit to trade a Kyle Korver to, even more than like the Sixers, just because of the Buttonholzer connection, and they need shooting, and they have guys with contracts that might make that make sense. Uh, Henson for them is a guy whose whose contract they could definitely move or. They definitely well, maybe like they'd give up Brogdon too. Maybe they give up yeah. Brogdon too if Dante Divincendo works out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> I, I, what was the line on them? Uh, it was. I think we set it at forty-seven point five. Yeah, I would probably go over. I think. I think you're right, Nate. I think Giannis is going to go to the next level this year. I, I do too. He'll have enough. He'll have enough shooters around him and enough guys playing defense that that should work out. I, I do. I think Bud – look, nobody thought anything about the Hawks and Bud Nolzer turned them into a 60-win team in the regular yeah. season because they – they I mean, it was a little bit of a different scenario because they didn't have that Giannis-type guy. But, you know, they had four four decent guys and that all bought into the system. And I think as long as Bud gets them to buy into the system, that, that team will win a bunch of regular season games. Whether or not they can get it done in the playoffs is a whole other kettle of fish. But. Yeah. But, and, and yeah, and I have heard all the reports are Giannis looks like an MVP caliber. Like he's ready to take over the torch from LeBron as best player in the East. So You mean in the league? Well... In the East, and then, yeah, maybe even in the league. You know, you never know. I, I think that's a possibility. I think he will be a first-team He's all-in. not going to be the passer that, that LeBron is, but... Well, I think or, he'll be first-team All-NBA. Yeah, but I don't think... I think... I think he could... This this is the recipe out. for LeBron to have his the MVP season that he didn't have last year because he had the January doldrums. Because he was <laughs> he bummed, have because he was bummed out about... about the Isaiah whole, Thomas. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas and everything they got or didn't get for the Kyrie trade. This will be different this year. He's going to have to carry that team, but he's going to have young guys that aren't going to depress him. So he's going to be a triple though. I, I could see him like is he? I think he knows this is the last year that he's really got a legitimate shot at MVP. So I think he'll go for it. You think he? He'll go. He tries he'll go Russ. He'll go, go Russ. Russ and try for a triple double. Why not? He can do it. I could see that. Yeah, if Russ can do it, he can do it. Absolutely. Although he doesn't. Also, the the difference though is is he does not have Stephen Adams boxing out for him every play. <laughs> he has Javale McGee. Javale McGee. <laughs> so that could. Who, end. By the way, as much as I want to hate on Javale McGee, at least in the preseason and and annoyingly a lot of times with the in key situations with the Warriors the last two years. He seems like a pretty competent rebounder and and role man for dunks. Well, yeah, he is a, he is a good dunker. So he had his so, moments last year in the in the finals even. So let's talk about the Lakers then. So Tom yeah, and I have a bet. What's our bet? Is it five hundred? Uh, oh, God, I think it's forty three. I think it's forty three. No, it's not. You it's not forty. I think it's forty three. Yeah, so I took, and I've, I took I, the under. I've got the over. So the official NBA line, the lowest line is forty eight, and the highest is oh 50, fifty point five. So we'll call it forty eight point five. Um, over or under forty eight point five. Um, I, I, I'll go way under. 
You go way under. Wait, who's got the over under with you guys? I've got the over. I've got the under. Wait, three star line, and I have the under. Okay. Yeah, but we do have a caveat that if uh, uh, James is hurt for more than two weeks, then uh, then the the bet is off. I honestly think it's more likely this is going to be like the fourth Lakers super team um, failure in the last whatever oh, yeah. 30 years. I just, I look around and I mean, I'm reading all these articles. I'm reading Windhorse the other day talking about how LeBron's always wanted to play with Rondo. And I'm just like, you know what? You can try to explain whatever you want about attitude or leadership or demeanor or locker room or whatever. You still got to have spacing and you still got to put the ball in the hoop. And people yeah. haven't really had to guard Rondo for ever. like a decade. Yeah, ever. And it's gotten worse. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Rondo shoots 35% when you leave him absolutely wide open. Like, Eric Snow was a, a consummate professional. Yeah, you, should have, you should have quit there. Well, he was an excellent <laughs> defensive player, too. And guess what? He couldn't hit an open 15-foot jumper. Yeah. And so the Cavs played, you know, plucky Booby Gibson as a rookie because yeah. that's what the floor spacing mattered with LeBron. And I'm just sitting here thinking, but like... But that was, that was a different... I mean, that was a different era where it was what we were just talking about, which was LeBron and a bunch of dudes, and they slowed it down and played half court. I mean, it, look, I, I'll believe it when I see it in the regular season, just like you guys will, but at least in the preseason, all the Lakers did was run. Even when LeBron was in there, all they did was run. They all they did with last year was run. They were like the number one or two running team last year. And if that's all they do is just run the floor with guys like Rondo and and uh, Ball, and um, yeah. Ball and you know or Alonso, whatever, they're gonna they're gonna. I mean, do I, I all right. I mean, they're not you gonna. Know who, you know who's been running like gazelles for five years is the Seventy Sixers, and until they got some shooting, that did not translate into wins. Um, when well, they mean, had me until Embiid was healthy and and Simmons and Simmons was healthy. Well, and they got rid Simmons. Of him. Yeah, Simmons. Yeah. Was only, his first year last year was he wasn't healthy as his rookie year. Yeah. I just remember the 76ers have been upstart for a while now, and yeah, but last year guys like won. Robert Covington and Rishon Holmes, like not not like guys like that they have now. Well, well, Robert Covington was one of the better ones. There was a, you know, we had Mark, Michael Carter Williams, you know, rookie of the year, Michael Carter Williams. So yeah, I, I totally see both your points. I'm just saying, look, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm saying that LeBron knows it's going to take 50 wins to get in the playoffs in the West. I think that I think they'll get to 50 wins and and sneak into the playoffs. I don't think I don't agree with any with these with the the ESPN. Uh, Experts saying that they're going to be a top four team. There's no way in hell that's going to happen. But so you just don't think it's going to hurt them that they don't have much outside shooting. They have more than you think. They yeah. have KCP can knock it down. They have uh, Kuzma's been really good from three. Hart Hart's been a lot better from three. Uh, you're you're s- guys- sleepy. Uh, sleepy. sleepy. Yeah, as much as I hate that guy, he's been he's been nailing him from outside. Like, Plus, they've got uh, uh, Beasley, who can shoot. Yeah, they're not going to have problems scoring. <laughs> Plus, they've got Beasley. Scoring. The first time anyone has mentioned that sentence since he was at K State. So, no, but seriously, they're they're not going to have problems scoring. 
but they're going to have real problems defending. Oh, yeah. They're going to – and when it gets to crunch time late in games, yeah. But And that will be the, the real sort of where the rubber hits the road, which is LeBron's mentality from from his early days on through – you know, as recently as last year is once you get the lead and you're in the fourth quarter, you play, you play, you know, prevent defense or prevent, prevent offense. offense. Yeah. The ground and pound. It down. And when they do that, I think that's when they get in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll actually just drop some gambling facts here. Last time, two times James switched teams. They had, they won 5.5 fewer than the Vegas projection system. Like the Vegas ones. And then uh, this is from the Cleaning the Last Site. There's something on here about how the Lakers' win total this year is like the most inflated of any NBA win total in recent years when based off of the other projection systems. Dang. You should just get yeah, your, but, own, but uh, the, your own embroidery set for pillows. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he has dropped 60 games the year before he left and. Well, no, this is when James switches teams. Yeah, that first year. Arrives. They, didn't, yeah. they but, didn't win like 80 games like people thought. So I think they'll, they're will they just going to not be as good as like the win total solely because LeBron will coast. It's LeBron now. And he's not playing against the same teams he played against in the East at the end of the season. Like there's no Hawks team you can come back from 20 down on in the West. Like if a West team gets well, up on you by the like Kings and that's it. <laughs> yeah. But most of the teams in the West, like even I'd say the Grizzlies, if they have a 12 point lead on you heading into the fourth, like it's going to be pretty hard to overcome that. Yeah. And that might start to shoot bad teams in the West. And it's this Kings and the Suns, And then everybody else is good or has the potential to be good. I honestly think this team, when LeBron sits, is just going to get eviscerated because because of I everything mean, we've seen around LeBron for the past fifteen years. When LeBron that sits, and the fact that like you guys are saying, "Oh, this guy can shoot a little," this guy can shoot a little. That's fine. LeBron has done well when like everyone can shoot, and then the f- three of the first four guys off the bench are like plus 40% three-point shooters. Yeah, And there's just no one like that. I mean, maybe Kuzma will shoot over 40%, but the rest of these guys are decent. Like, if you leave them opened, they're going to hit a three. But they're not Kyle Korver. Um, I mean, he, they, he does have Channing Fry, so maybe they'll have to dust off Channing Fry. What are you talking who about? You, Channing who Fry's you? on the Cavs. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's Tom. right. That's right. I, I was thinking of <laughs> hey, Tom. Uh, um, wow. Tom, who would you Tom, who would you rather have coaching your team when LeBron's on the bench? Luke Walden or Tyron Lue? Or Mike Brown? That's not a fair question. <laughs> I would I, I, Mike Brown all the way. Mike Brown. We all know who the well, answer is. The, the way, answer Mike is Brown's the fighter the pilot. Team, so. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I get it. And there's nothing I'm going to enjoy more than rooting against the Lakers this year on the few games that I can actually watch because uh, I don't pay the tax and and subscribe to Spectrum, which used to be Time Warner out here, because um, they freeze everybody else out of, of watching Laker games, which I'm okay with because I'm sure half of them will be on TNT and NBA TV this year anyways. But I'll have plenty of fun rooting against them. I just feel like... He's still LeBron. 
the the guys that he has aren't. I mean, as much as we want to, you know, throw shade because you know he he left and whatever. The guys he has, the 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 vets are head scratchers for sure, but the young guys have talent. Yeah. Well, the the crazy uh, thing. Yeah, is... but do they have the right fit though? Because I agree that Lonzo Ball has talent, but I, well, here's the thing: Lonzo Ball is the third best Smith. player they drafted that year. By the way, did you see his V Mahalik or whatever play the last couple of games in the preseason? Luke. Yeah. That that dude's amazing. That dude can shoot the lights out. Yeah, really can. Yeah, they had awesome drafts the last two years. Um, that's the big thing about the Lakers. I mean, Hart can play. Uh, and I think they're going to run their whole bench offense through Kuzma. Like, when LeBron's, LeBron's on the bench, it's all going through Kuzma. Because, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, what teams do when LeBron's on the bench. Well, LeBron teams have always been best when they have a my turn, your turn sort of mentality with, you know, Wade and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Um, and they're going to run that offense through through Kyle Kuzma when LeBron's on the bench. And he's a really good offensive player. So it, they're going to be better than you think. But I think the biggest thing, like David said, uh, they're n- they're going to score a ton of points, but they're not going to win that many games. Um, and it's going to be rebounding is going to be a huge issue for them. As well as getting stops, so I'm I'm gonna go the yeah. under. So, so even though I agree see, with EG partially, we we still have to see if uh, like Walton can coach a team of vets. Well, he coached <laughs> he coached Golden State for half a season. When yeah, they yeah, but Gold Brown, that was a team that was already like established, like and coachable. Like, Kerr coached him. Like, he came to the Lakers, and those dudes were all young. He hasn't had to deal with any guys like Rondo, Beasley, Lance Stevenson. I think they shipped the idiots out. And they shipped Jordan Clarkson to the Cavs. <laughs> do, do you think Rondo's less of an idiot than Jordan Clarkson? Oh, Rondo is a very smart person. It's just... Well, yeah. But he's and Rondo, Rondo, excel, Rondo excels at setting guys up. And he's yeah. really good at that. He he may be he may be marginal in a lot of other areas, but he's like a Hall of Famer when it comes to distributing the ball. Also, yeah, he's, Rondo he's does Ricky Rubio minus the defense. Rondo so taking, does a lot better when he has an alpha dog that is a legit better player than he is. Uh, you know, unlike Dwayne Wade when he was there. Look, the the Lakers are going to win a lot of games or lose a lot of games, like one twenty five to one twenty two. Like yeah. that's just. That's just the way it's going to be. Well, that's the way the whole NBA is going to be this year. This, the, I think this uh, 15 second rule is going to really increase scoring, or this 14 second rule on shot yeah, clock may, resets. That may be. Okay, we've beaten the Lakers to death, um, <laughs> as we have every podcast. So let's let's try and speed through these a little faster. Um, okay. And I'm not going to do them all, but I'm going to do the interesting ones. How about you stop snaking and just go in a certain order so we can answer quickly? Fine. <laughs> Control freak. It's awful demanding. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you really want. Okay, so Indy, we're going to set that line at 48. Or no, 47. We'll set the line at 47 for Indy. Over or under? Tom. Oh, I'm going to go under. David. Over. EG. Way over. 
I'm go- I'm going over as well. Okay, so mm. okay. way over. Huh. OKC forty nine. Like wait, like fifty eight games, eg, or how way over? Yeah, like fifty eight to sixty. Oh my gosh, sixty! They're winning, and my and they're I have them winning the East. I have oh, them. I, I have like Nate it. McMillan as coach of the year. Wow. All right. I hope I'm wrong. I, I would love that. So OKC, uh, we'll we'll set that line at forty eight. Uh, I'll take the over. David. Under. EG. Over. Nate will uh I will take the under because I think the Russ injury is gonna hurt him. Um Roberson's out too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they're just not very deep. Um okay, Tom, this one's what? pretty they have they have the umlaut now. Yeah, the but umlaut. they yes. don't have any wings. That's the problem. Yeah, did you I'm How'd kidding. that work for the Hawks last year? I'm kidding. I was oh. <laughs> <laughs> David. <laughs> Russ, uh, Russ might just, still come back for opening night. Like no just, one knows. We're so, throwing shade at Ben. So word. Washington, Tom, 45 wins. God, I hope under. Uh, I'll, I'll. That's that seems like a wash to me. I think it'll be about that, but I'll just say under because I hate the Wizards. Um, David, I'm going under. Sexton and uh, Juddy are going to beat the Wall Bradley backcourt. Yeah. Okay. Put that on a pillow. EG. Uh, probably a push. 45 is pretty accurate for that team. But it all depends on what happens with Dwight Howard. I'm going to go way under. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because think, of Dwight Howard? <laughs> no, I, because of Dwight Howard also, I think if one injury beyond Dwight Howard and they're screwed, um. If uh, Bradley Beal gets hurt, they are toast because he's far and away their best player. And but John Wall thinks he's their best player, so uh, I hope they go way low, they blow it up, and the Cavs get Sadaransky. So that's that's my hope. So uh, we got Miami is all over the place. At we'll call the line forty two. Is Miami an over five hundred team? Uh Tom. I think I think so. Yeah. I believe in Spo. I think they'll win more than half their games. EG. Like, uh, I would go over, and I would go uh, healthily over if they get Jimmy Butler. Uh, David? If they get Butler, they'll go over. Otherwise, I think it's a push. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with David on that one. Um, okay, so here's an interesting one. San Antonio, it's right around 43, the line. Wow. Forty-three. Wow. Well, last year they won forty-seven without. I guess they Kawhi. don't have a point. They don't have a point guard. Yeah, but they lost their point guard. Yeah, and they lost injured. retired. Point guards. Plural. Who else did they lose? Oh, Parker. That, well, yeah. But they still have Patty no. Mills. They well, lost, they lost their... that guy White too. Yeah, he was the yeah. backup. Derek White. <clears throat> I, I they I I'm gonna take the over. I'm taking yeah. the over. They make the playoffs. You got to. I mean, Bryn they do so much with out of so nowhere. little. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go, but only slightly, and mainly because I think I think they're gonna have a, a really kind of a cool front line with uh, with Powell. Turtle and and Aldridge starting together. Yeah, I think Turtle's gonna be really good for them. Wait, they're gonna have who? a tough defense, isn't it? Paddle? No, that's no, Pertle. Like Pertle the turtle. 
Pearl? Like, That's... his name's Jacob with a K? Jacob. Yeah, they, pr- <laughs> they pronounce Jacob. <laughs> well, you guys keep saying Giannis when it's Giannis, so I'm going to call him Jacob, because <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> okay, but it's not Poddle, it's, how do you say it, like Turtle? It's like Turtle. Pertle. There's no R. Okay, I'll, I'll just... The way I'll they just say it. it. I, I'm picking the Spurs to go over. If anyone can make an offense that runs through the elbows with just Aldridge and DeRozan, it'd be Pop. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, they've got Rudy Gay and Patty Mills is an offensive stud, and they got they got Rudy now. Gay. Well, I mean, is Rudy Gay now like fifty? Uh, no, he, no, only like his Achilles is fifty. I feel like Rudy Gay's been around since two thousand. So, just in case anybody they missed it, Pau Gasol, who's been around a long time. Oh, Pau Gasol, you mean the future future uh, Cleveland Cavalier for a day? You think? <laughs> yeah. When they I trade think, for George Hill. Yeah, they trade for George Hill and... Pop can get his favorite player of all time back. Yeah. I actually hope they don't do that because I don't think the Spurs are dumb enough to give the Cavs a protected first rounder. No, probably not, but maybe they... Well, give the- if you recall, the Spurs were the genius organization, according to Winhurst, that played hardball with uh, LaMarcus Aldridge when while the Cavs succumbed to Kyrie Irving. And then look what happened with Kawhi. So, but here's well, what I, sorry. I'd rather have I'd rather have Demar Derozan and Jakob Bertel than <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. And no offense, oh, is it? And oh, uh, you win. You win EG, the argument. Eg just wrote himself yeah. a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Eg just judo submission me. I think I need to mute myself for at least a minute. So, um, so here's the fun one: Minnesota. Their number is anywhere between 42. Yeah, their number is right around 42, which <clears throat> is kind of a crazy number. I, I think there's just so much chaos there. I'm going under. How can you not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, David? I guess if Butler Evie? sticks it out, but. Yeah, David, I'm, sorry. I'm going over. I want to see Jimmy Butler get some hate wins for them. <laughs> Eight and then wins. if he leaves, I love it. Yeah. With the third string, yeah, yeah, he's gonna bring Jimmy in Butler the third only string. plays with the third string. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got Portland at forty-two thereabouts. Forty-two. Uh, yeah, and they were like third in the they East. Were, they were, yeah. What? What? Now you got to remember that the difference between third and eighth was like three games. So there was like five teams packed into that three. Actually, game the range. difference between third and ninth was three games. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, uh, I think the they man forty two seems really low. That's still the best, maybe the best backcourt. Well, that's an outside of one of the best state. one of the best backcourts in the West. Yeah, I'm gonna go the over, David. I think maybe the under. I could see them making a trade this season finally because they're not going anywhere, and they they got to well, realize Paul it. Allen doesn't own the team anymore, so that'll be interesting well, just, to see what. Ha- yeah, we know he died. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we talked about that before you got on. So, oh. did you have a good like pillow take? <laughs> no, I I know nothing about Paul Allen. Didn't he work oh, at Microsoft? He, yes. he co-founded Microsoft. He didn't work well, at Microsoft. <laughs> I don't like well, the Microsoft did, Windows no. system. What? This isn't 2008, David. Microsoft Windows was fine. 
There's free. They put ads on it. So, and what big tech company doesn't use advertising as a major source of revenue? I'll wait. Red Hat. <laughs> Red Hat. Yeah. Well, maybe the maybe the owner of Red Hat can buy the Trailblazers, Nate. <laughs> Damn, Tom. <laughs> okay, Tom. Over under forty two. I mean, I, I I like David's take. I just. I don't know. I mean, teams that seem to win a lot of games every year, I just have a hard time seeing them fall off a cliff. I know when they do fall off, it'll be fierce. I just, David's predicting it'll happen this year. I'm not so sure because I thought it was going to happen last year and it didn't. So yeah, I'm going to take my, my over. take on that is that's seven wins under where they were last year. And it's not like they have changed significantly. Yeah. I, I think. I could see him more like 45 wins. Yeah, I exactly. think 40, I'm going to take that over. Yeah. Okay, so I don't think any of us care about Detroit. I don't think any of us care about the Clippers. Um, well, oh, I, whoa, I whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I care about Detroit because Detroit's probably going to be the team in, in the way of the okay. Cavs. Okay, so Detroit spot. won 39 wins last year, and the line is right at 38.5. So over under. Well, they're going to have to. They're going to have to go over if they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll go over, even though I don't like that team, just because I think uh, Dwayne will squeeze a few more wins out of them. Oh, that's a good take. Which teams have you picked the under for? <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like he's just picking the over for every team. Like someone's got to lose. <laughs> who's all, who's counting all their change? Low. These are huh? all a low. Somebody's well, like, I'm just saying, like, of every team we've gone through, have have you picked the under on any of them? I think I, I, feel, I feel like you have. I just can't remember who. <laughs> oh, uh, I picked the under on Boston. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good. The feel hate, the hate. The aid. Yeah. Let it flow through you. <laughs> okay. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going under for Detroit just because they have players that would have been awesome, like, 10 years ago, like their playing style, like Andre Drummond. <laughs> Andre Drummond very... is taking corner threes this year. I'm really excited for that. Wait, okay. doesn't he well, still shoot like 40% from the free throw line? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's much farther out. <laughs> no, actually, Andre Drummond oh, yeah, got significantly right. better from the line last year. He's going to be the new Bruce Bowen. No, I think Andre Drummond shot over 60% from the line last year. Oh. Well, he gets paid a lot. He should shoot 90%. 41% from the three-point line. Remember oh, early in the season last year when Detroit was like the Cinderella story when they when they were like yeah. fifteen and five or something? Yeah, I do. And then the Cavs busted them up, and we were all excited. Yeah, and then they like went downhill, and then they made that crazy trade for taking all that Blake Griffin money. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, that's right. Andre that Drummond had the biggest inc- one of the biggest increases in free throw percentage in NBA history. He went up almost twenty two percent in one season. That is crazy, actually. He went to 61% from 39%. Is there some cool like story about who taught him or how it happened? Uh, he just let his back hair grow because that was a Samson <laughs> thing. Oh, okay. okay, so That's do you want to talk about the Clippers? So I'm picking, yeah. the, I'm picking the over for Detroit, too. I forgot about the Casey factor. Um, Coach of the year. Fired. <laughs> So the Clippers, okay, um, we are anywhere between 43 wins and 42 and a half and 37 and a half. So I'm going to call this line 37 and a half. Here you go, Tom. I'm taking the under. All right. What? 
David. I'll take the under too. I'm going over. The Clippers are exceedingly mediocre, but they have they kind of have a weird amount of depth with how not uncrappy their guys are. Yeah, Lou Williams is going to be like a pseudo MVP candidate again. That kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know if that's sustainable. Danilo's decent. Patrick Beverly's decent. Danilo hasn't been healthy since 1985. And Patrick Patrick Beverly Beverly. hasn't ever made it through a season. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm actually taking the over and it's only because of NBA six man of the year, Boban Marjanovic. Who the only guy who can get a double guy. double in twelve minutes? Oh, they got they got Marcin Gortat too, <laughs> and Teodosic. This team, this, this is not helping your argument. This is not helping your argument. No, this team's fun. Of really slow Europeans is what you're saying. Tobias Harris is good. Yeah, He's a legit he, if player. You, you buried the lead. If you just started with Tobias Harris, I know. Have been like, but, yeah, maybe, but, but Teodosis looks homeless, so okay. he could be a cool story. But see, the thing about Tobias Harris is, if he was really good. I mean, he's a young guy. Would three or would two other teams have already passed on him? I mean, yeah, but he was in bad situations. I think Detroit actually liked him, but they had to give him up to get Blake to make the money work. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, fair. Well, and and to make the talent work. Yeah. No, Brilliant. I. The problem with him is he's he's the ultimate tweener in the NBA. Like he's, he, he doesn't have a memorable Redux. name. He doesn't have a star name. Tobias Harris. It's not yeah. a star name. It, it's Toby. Harris. Toby. There yeah. you go. So, it's a good star name. EG, it's it's your one shining moment, EG. We have <clears throat> the team that you're going to love to hate this year, the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so under that, whatever they uh, ten ten games under whatever the line is. Why? Why do you love to hate the Mavericks? He hates. I can't stand Luka Doncic hype. <laughs> Dude, Luka oh. Doncic is the man. <laughs> no, he's not. He's done nothing. Nothing except the MVP of the second best league in the world. Yeah, when he was a kid. Best league in the world. Yeah, I don't know. That's like, I wish I had a good pillow comeback for what the second best league in the world means. Well, you know what the second best baseball league in the world is? Triple A. You know what the third best baseball league is? Double A. Double A. Yeah. Donich is going to be at least ex- pretty good. The dude won MVP playing against grown men. Like, that fact right there counts for a lot. Grown you know what men. the second best football league in the, the world thing is? That gets invoked when talking about the EuroLeague. Them's grown men over there. <laughs> the second best football league in the world is the CFL. It's not the Arena League? I think it's the CFL. The Monsters? Are you guys all going under on Dallas then? I don't. I don't. I don't even know. No, I like. I like Dallas. I like Donkage. They got Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, but they have the most mediocre player in the NBA, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, and they have the most overpaid player in the league, Wes Matthews. What's their line? Like twenty-seven. Their line line is anywhere between thirty-three point five and thirty-six. Oh God! No way! Way under. Okay, so we're going to call that line 35, or we'll call it 34.5. So you're taking the under regardless. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is, it's under. Okay, Tom. So, well, I mean, what uh, what is the line? They only won 24 games 34. last year. 
How did they get it? Te- by what? Donkage. Ten, oh, because Luka Donkage won an MVP oh, against oh, oh, grown okay. men in I'm, Europe. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with EG. And DeAndre no way. Jordan. No way are they adding 10 wins. You guys are you guys are haters. They're adding wait, 15 wait, wait. wins. <laughs> and DeAndre Jordan? I might rethink it. That's a grown-ass man right there. <laughs> also, Wes Matthews' contract oh, yeah. isn't DeAndre that Jordan, bad. DeAndre Jordan's starting to shoot threes now. <laughs> Is it really? No, I'm just saying. Because <laughs> Mary said that about Drummond. I mean, I'd believe anything at this point. If yeah. he dunks from behind the three-point line, does that count for three points? <laughs> that's really, a great question. Technically does. I, we have to consult the rules on that. That's a that's the only the only Mavic I'm even remotely excited about <clears> is uh, the De- what's his name? Dennis Smith Jeff- Jr. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. You're not excited about Jeff Withy? <laughs> I know Nate is. Yeah, I know. Shut up. That is a Nate. That is a, he is. He is on Nate's All Star, and he's bench. been cut from like half the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He Nate was wanted last us to draft in the league him. in RPM one year. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, Josh McRoberts is still in the league. Well, I think his contract is still in the league. Does he still look? Does he still look like an eighteen-year-old? No, because what happened? No, what happened is Dallas or Miami way overpaid him, and this is the last year of that contract. Did he grow that top knot so he wouldn't look as much like a kid? No, you're thinking of uh, oh, I know. American no. Patriot Spencer Hawes. Yeah, Spencer Hawes. Yeah. Spencer think, Hawes, American yeah. Patriot. I think Bob McBob did that, too, though. Bob McBob. He might have. He might have, actually. Who is Bob because McBob? People were, well, people were calling him Jesus at one point. So, yeah, he might have done something funky with his hair. Who was Bob McBob? It was it was his name McRoberts McBob yeah, Josh McRoberts. Josh McRoberts yeah I just call him Bob McBob. <laughs> well, they okay. have McDermott and McRoberts, so no McDermott's with with Chicago now, isn't he? No, no, no McDermott's with Indy. Yeah, looking at last year's yeah, Indy is so loaded. How did Josh McRoberts ever get paid? <laughs> he never averaged over eight five, eight points. I had to do something with all the LeBron money and the Dwayne Wade money and the Chris Bosh money. Yeah. Oh. They should have just paid Dion more. But he had that oh, one man. year they where did. he had like eight assists they a game. Paid Dion. That yeah, Dion contract even, is ridiculous. What is even the Dion more. contract? It's untradeable. Oh, oh yeah, man. he's making twelve million a year for the next three years. I love Dion. Dion That's is not... gonna. Dion is gonna have the his problem moment. is David. Our he power. hasn't played over fifty games in the last two seasons. He's he's gonna have his... yeah. Yeah. Okay, so point. we're we're getting way off track here. So <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm actually going to take a push on Dallas. I think that number is right about 34.5 is right about where they'll be. Under. Okay. I'm with EG. Don't believe the hype. Charlotte is all, every line is 35.5 for Charlotte. What did Charlotte do this off season other than fire? Like a lot of people. uh, They got rid of, uh, um, and picked up, uh, my boy, the biz, biz Mac. Well, they also got uh, Miles Bridges from Philly for some weird reason, right? Or did no, he go to? He's in no, Indiana. he's on Denver. That's the no. other Bridges, right? The other Bridges. Miles Bridges is in Phoenix. They got McCall then, I think. Yeah. No, McCall's in Phoenix. Miles is in Charlotte. You're right. Okay, so it's yeah. Miles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, Charlotte should blow it up. Charlotte is Charlotte's going to blow it up. I'm going to take the under. Under. Tank O'Rama under. Under. 
Yeah. Wow, they, could start, they could start a team of five guys that can't shoot threes <laughs> or really shoot the ball at all. They have the largest collection of uh, white big men who can't who are just slightly above average in the league in league history. But we're really? college stars. There's a lot of Utah Jazz teams that might. No, and you can look at their draft history. It's insane. Anyways. Look at their. But Utah search- had Mark Eaton. Yeah, but he okay. was not a power forward. I'm talking about like guys that aren't big enough to play center. Right. Like, like Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank and uh the the Zeller. good the good one Zeller of the Zellers. Zellers. Cody the Zeller. good Zeller brother. Yeah. Oh, oh, are we gonna pick up the college. other Zeller? Are we picking up Tyler? Do we Ragdoll do we Physics Tyler? Ragdoll Physics Engine Tyler. Yes, David, yes. <laughs> yeah, so he got cut by Milwaukee. So Yeah. So I don't, if you the search Cavs don't need him. He, he's if not going to help the Cavs. If you search okay. Charlotte roster on Google, it looks like the island of misfit toys. Oh, like when is. their it's picture insane. things come up. <laughs> yeah, the water pistol that shoots jelly. Yeah, and they have <laughs> possibly the worst contract in the league in uh, Nick Batum. Batum. Ooh, yeah. Worst contract in the league. I'm going to go with... Worse than Moskov? Well, the problem is Moskov, I think, is in the oh, last yeah. year now. Oh, so it's a... It's so not it's that a bad anymore. It's an expiring <laughs> so It's like Moscow. a Wally Zerbiak expiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Maybe he'll be back on the cast. How about the Tyler the Tyler Johnson deal? Doesn't want any of that? Tyler... Oh, the Tyler Johnson deal is really bad. That might be worse. Yeah, but Batum uh, makes $25 Iman million Schumper? a year for the next three years. Wolf. What about that Iman Batum deal is brutal. Yeah, it's bad. Iman Schumper. Do, 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 do. Is he? Did he retire to focus on his rap career? No, he's still with the Kings. He's not turning down ten million dollars. Yeah, but he didn't play at all when he got traded, right? Yeah. So yeah, he's under contract for the next three years. Um, How bad are the Kings going to be for twenty-four million to twenty-seven million in twenty twenty-one? Jeez, yeah, the Kings are going right. to be horrible. Jeez. Speed round, Nate. Speed okay, round. I'm sorry. Memphis Grizzlies, we are at 34. Over or under? I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the over. Under. Dang. Under. Under. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets, now that they have their own draft pick, um, the line <laughs> is right around, we'll call it 31. No, it took five years. 31.5. <laughs> under. I think they'll be over. Just slightly. Over. I'm going to go under. I think they're tanking it. Tanking it for their pick. Yeah. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, are the line is anywhere. We'll call it 31. Wait, didn't we start with the Cavs and we yeah, worked we our did. way all the we, way back? But oh, David we wasn't did. here. We're oh, going. Okay. I'm going over. Yeah, we all three went over at 31. Oh, right I'm here. going way over. Yeah. Okay, so Orlando. Um, do we care? 31. <laughs> the line's at 31. They're at 31 and the Cavs are at 31. Yeah, exactly. That makes yeah. Low bomba. Yeah, I'm going under. They don't have under. a point guard. Under. Don't they have? Uh, didn't you just say they have what's his name? The dude who used to be in San Antonio. Oh, um, yes, Lomo. Yeah, but Slum- he's power forward. Yeah, he's well, he, forward. wait, he's Kyle Anderson. Forward. Yeah, Kyle Anderson's yeah. in Orlando. No, he's on Memphis. I think. No, he's in Orlando. Ooh, a new chance. 
calendar approach. Oh, you're right. No, he is Hold in on. Memphis. Yeah. No, you're right. Oh, I'm man. I'm so glad I picked the over from Memphis now. They must have some kind of point guard in Orlando. No, maybe they, they really don't. Use, maybe they could use George Hill. <laughs> maybe they could use Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, and it's 3.9 assists per game. Even better. <laughs> that's what, week. Hey, David, that's what uh, our fantasy league predicted Jordan Clarkson's assists were 3.9 a game. Have, has they, like, not watched him play? I We said it was 3.9 a week. It's probably a, it's probably a death. No, so Orlando's point guard is D, DJ August. Oh, my God. They have two guys. Yeah, oh, no, they have more. Sorry. Yeah, I, was, I thought I only saw DJ Augustin at, at first. Yeah. So sh- okay, so we're all taking the under there. Chicago, thirty. Yeah. Well, twenty nine. We'll call it twenty nine. Chicago's a, Chicago's a tough one to pick. I, I say under. Depends on if they, whether or not they go for it. Yeah, that's the. I'm gonna pick the over for Chicago. I think I'm gonna go over too because they're gonna get marketing back in like six to eight weeks, and. Levine looks like he's got something to prove, at mm. least as far as the preseason I goes. Exactly. I, I think it's the over just because of their rookie. And they oh well, Wendell Carter, Carter Jr. and they got uh, Jabari Parker who needs to prove himself. I don't know. They got a few guys I think that, and actually, really, Bobby Portis is probably their best power forward. Yeah. See, you're talking me. I hate all those guys. So you're talking me into the under now. <laughs> really? Yeah. We still don't have Tony. I like marketing anymore. So okay. So I'm taking the under. EG's taking. I the still over. think they'll be. I think. I think they'll be over, slightly over. Tom. Under. Okay, David. Somebody's got to lose these games. Uh, under. So here's the wackiest line. The Knicks are anywhere from 27.5 to 35.5. So I guess we'll call wow. it 20 we'll call it 29.5. Over or under, David? Uh, I'm going to go over. The Knicks are just really I think Fizdale has them going over that. I'll take the over. Uh, I think they should go under. So I'm gonna, I'm still going to say under, but I agree with you that Fisdale might might not let that happen. Um, um who's their who, who do they have that's good? <laughs> uh they have They have Kevin Knox. They have Kevin Knox. They have they, Frank Frenchy Frenchy Frank Nicolina. Yeah, they have uh their best players. What's probably, his name? Frenchy Longarms? Frenchy Longarms? Isn't that what we call him? Yeah, <laughs> their best player is probably Tim Hardaway Jr. And obviously <laughs> they got uh the zinger, but he's on the on the bench till January. Got Anus Cantor. Oh my gosh, he's on the bench till January. I'm taking the under. Okay. I'm, They're going to be so far out of it. They're going to tank. Uh, I'm going to take the over, but just slightly. Okay, so we got Sacramento, and the line is we'll call it 26. Oh my okay. god, that roster is horrific. <clears throat> this Nets yeah, roster. I'm taking the under. Oh, dude, the Nets roster is not that bad. Oh, dude. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm taking the under on Sacramento. Under. Under. Always take the under with Sacramento. Oh, for the Kings, definitely under. Yeah. So especially if they got Shumpert. The the last place we got uh, Atlanta. We'll call that line twenty three point five. That's that's a tough line. And they <laughs> lost the umlaut. They lost it, but he was terrible. Yeah, but they got. They got the they got Trey Young and they got John Collins in a couple of weeks when he's healthy and they got Torian Prince who's 
gonna I think gonna be the breakout star of the year in the Eastern Conference. Hmm. So I'll go over. You sold me. Um, I'm gonna go push. I'm going under. Okay. So I think they should go under, and I think they, if they're smart, they'll go under. They'll find a way to lose games in the end, but they'll be a fun team to watch. Yeah. See that. So my who's your biggest think like the biggest under their line i think brooklyn is gonna absolutely blow it up i think brooklyn is just gonna tank hard what's the warriors line the warriors line is no it's 60 it's around 62 63 oh is it yeah it's anywhere from 65.5 to 61.5 so we'll call i think they go they go under on that by a decent amount yeah so yeah, we yeah, they, we they went through all those. Care. They don't care about regular season wins anymore. Okay, well so, at least until Boogie comes back and they need to get working back in his shape. Yeah, yeah, I, they don't they don't care about wins. Yeah, I mean, and their don't. bench isn't as good as it was in the past. I think they'll lose a lot of games just they to just need to make develop players. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So um, let's talk about okay. So who David MVP? Uh, that's. Crap, I I don't know. Maybe Giannis. Honestly, I think LeBron is going to coast for like a bunch of the season. Durant will never get it again, and Curry won't get it again. Maybe you know what? Maybe Anthony Davis. That's my pick. I think Anthony Davis is going to get it. He's got to have a season where like he finally shows he really is one of the best players. Like, and it translates to wins and whatnot. He was such a monster at the end of last season, and now that Cousins is gone. I think he's going to just put up, like, eye-popping sets. He might win the MVP, and they don't even need, like, a top-four seed, which is kind of rare. Okay, EG. LeBron. Victor. Victor Oladipo. Oh, Ooh, I like it. I like Ooh. that a lot. I just can't see it, but I, I would love it if it happened. Uh, I think the market might be too small is the only problem. I, I just don't think he can produce at an MVP level for a whole season. Okay. It'll, it'll be interesting. Um, so he's going to count on that negativity and that chip will be on his shoulder. Tom. <laughs> so, ah, yeah, I would. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I think LeBron has a shot at it just because like, uh, um, Ben said, he's going to have to play really hard in the regular season for them to make the playoffs. And I yep. think it's a big hit to his brand if they don't make the playoffs. So that, that's yeah, the one a huge fail. Yeah, that's the one spot. And then I'm going to go um, Kevin Durant. Or no, 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 no. I'm going to go Giannis. For MVP? I'm going to go Giannis for MVP. Okay, so Coach of the Year. Wait, wait. Um, EG, who was your pick? Oh, oh Oladipo. Oladipo. Okay. Yeah. So we got one Giannis, one Oladipo, and two Giannis. Two Anthony. Oh, two Anthony Davis. You're right. Two Anthony Davises. Okay. So who. Um, Coach of the year. Are we going in order? Or we're... I'll, I'll give mine. Uh, mine's McMillan. Okay. Mine too. That's a good pick. Um, I'm all in on Andy, man. Yeah, and I think it'll kind of be a makeup for last year because he really was kind of, he would have definitely deserved it, but um, who got I'm it last year? Did Kirk get it again last year? Uh, no, no uh, Casey Casey got it. Yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne, 
Del Wayne. Casey Jones. Um, as long as, as, by the way, as long as uh, it's not President Stevens, I'm okay. Okay. I think it's Quinn Schneider this year. That's what I said. Nice. David, we're in lockstep. Okay. So rookie of the year, David. Uh, I, don't, I don't know enough about the rookies really, but probably Donich. Donkich, okay. Yeah, Donkich. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I'm definitively saying him. E.G., Rookie of the Year. Um, Probably DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty safe pick. Tom? I'm going Colin Sexton. Nice. Ooh. Wow. He's gonna get, uh, he has the opportunity to get Home a ton of He has the opportunity to get a ton of minutes. And if the Cavs are... Good. I mean, I don't know. I, I like what I see out of the kid. I think he could be one of these players where the NBA with the spacing just makes it that much easier for him to do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, I know his shooting is suspect and his left hand isn't great, but he just strikes me as a guy that it's like, wait a minute. I was able to get to the rack when there were these congested. His left hand like, is not that bad. At, for I, I know. I'm, I'm just, it's not. It's not. You know Tony Parker yet, but yeah, but it's not Kevin Love left hand who no. really has one. I, I could just see him being a guy because he's one of these weird guys that doesn't need screens to get into the teeth. There's like very few guys like that. They're just combination of straight line speed and hesitation dribbles can just get in at will. And I think the fact that just NBA players spread out more than college players, he could just. Feast the way I, the well, way Victor and they Obi do have shooters. I mean, the Cavs do still have shooting. Yeah, yeah, that's Love true. and Corver and Hood, who's looked like a pretty good shooter in the preseason. So, does he remind you of Oladipo at all, E.G. or just not not enough of a shooter? not I, I, not enough of a sample size yet to make that determination? Yeah, there really is. I don't. I don't see. I don't see that sample size either. He's a, already a better offensive player than Oladipo was for like the first three years of his career. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Although yeah, Oladipo was year, trapped Oladipo in some terrible was, systems. Yeah, and yeah. Oladipo was a stud last year. Yeah, he was ridiculous. So, um, uh, rookie of the year. Also, who didn't go? Oh, I didn't go. So my rookie of the year is going to be um, Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm just I'm just going dark horse. He's on the Suns, right? No, he's on Aiton's on the Suns. Uh, he's on the Grizz. Oh, I'm saying Aiton definitely doesn't get it because who's going to pass him the ball? Like Devin Booker <laughs> shooting the ball. Yeah, but they're going to miss so many shots, he'll just get putbacks. Yeah, just putbacks. <laughs> he's going to score a lot on Kobe assists. Yeah, where it just Lamar hits the backboard special. and goes to the power yep. forward. Pass, get the rebound. Yeah. Okay, so uh, most improved, David. Uh, someone else go. I got to. Okay, think. I'm yeah. gonna go. Chetty Osman is gonna be NBA's most improved. Oh, wow. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'll stick with Torian Prince. Huh. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Whew. I'm, I'm going Donovan Mitchell. He he's taking it to the next level, huh, Tom? Yep. Okay. David. Uh, I'll go slow mo. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. 
just because he's going to be in Memphis, he'll get like a little bit of an expanded role. Yeah, but I think going to be like his, a much watched league pass team for us. Yeah. Nice, nice. Good old J-Ho. So yeah, I think I think we kind of covered our. In- okay, so Eastern Conference champion Tom, Eastern, Western, and Finals winner. Oh, we didn't do DPOY. Oh, Defensive oh. Player of the Year. I'm sorry, we did not. My apologies. Uh, EG. Um, I want my dark horse is Kawhi because I I think Ooh. he'll actually be. That'll be the one thing that he'll be instantly good at in Toronto. Yeah, because but yeah, yeah, but um, but this could be the year that Gobert gets it. I think it. I'm Rudy can't fail for me. I'm going all Utah all the time. Going Gobert, David. Yep. I'm going Gobert too. I think wow. Marcus Smart's going to get more talk this year, though. I, he's not going to start though. It's so hard to be Defensive Player of the Year when you don't start. Yeah, but when the point guards they start are so atrocious at defense, <laughs> and you just see that difference. <laughs> the problem, the other problem with him is he is the league's most egregious flopper. <laughs> I mean, he just like when he goes down, it's like someone shot him <laughs> with a <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> and he just, I mean, it's like on replay, it's like no one even touched him. So I think that hurts his reputation. Okay, so. Tom, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and champion. Uh, champ is the Warriors. Uh, so Western Conference is the Warriors. Eastern Conference, man, I feel dirty saying the Celtics because I so want to believe in EG's Pacers. Um, I, I think know it's going to be hard for the Pacers to get love in the postseason from the refs. I think that's going to be the Pacers' biggest problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Pacers. I'm, I'm doing it. Eg, nice. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Join EG? the dark side. Eg, I am. Oh, I, no question, Pacers. And who's Boston's gonna? By the way, Boston can get knocked out in the second round by oh, uh, by Toronto. He's on, he's on fire by Toronto. Even <laughs> it's gonna be a Toronto. It's gonna be a Toronto uh, indie uh, Eastern Conference Finals. <clears throat> Eg. Or, that was um, me. No, who's the West? Oh, the West? Oh, well, the Warriors. Warriors, are they champs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> David. Uh, I think Sixers make it out nice. of the East, and they play Houston. Wow. Who wins? At, uh, I think Houston wins. Okay. Yeah. I think the Warriors are going 16-0 and in the playoffs. <laughs> and um, then... Oh. What? No, they won't. They're we, gonna. They did last destroy year. Destroy right? teams. No, they lost one when game. they have Demarcus Cousins back. That's people forget. They're literally taking probably the second or third best center in the NBA last year and plopping him onto a team with literally six all stars. He's a high usage center, though. Yeah, like, they that don't. takes away matter. from what they do. No, and he's not because, because they're not so much. And he's also not a. He's not a smart screener. He's like, better he, than 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 JaVale McGee. Yeah, but JaVale McGee would screen and get out of the way. Like yeah, and roll but hard he can to the pick and pop. Still that doesn't matter. You have so they have so many yeah, guys that are the taking up that the territory. Of, the law of diminishing it's an all-star return. team. 
It's no, an we, all-star we, team. We know. I just don't <laughs> think they're going to go 16 and 0. Okay, so lose like Warriors games. over the Oh, I I want to I'm going to pick the Bucks. Warriors over the Bucks. Oh my God. Whoa. Bucks? Yeah. I love our Celtics hate, by the way. I love it. <laughs> Embrace the hate. Yeah. Okay, let me see if we have anything else left on our uh, topic list. So we do have... Okay, we got one time, one little bit for Tom's uh, rant. I don't know. I don't, it, it'll take too long. I think no, well, so, I want to know the rant. What's it about? The rant is about... Um, it's not that long, Tom. You told me the story in five minutes. All right, you may try the speed version. Yeah, the speed version. Okay. You ready, David? Yep. So I'm driving. My wife tells me, did you see the email from the principal? This is of our girls' um, school. It's like, no. Yeah, apparently there's this new drug, and people are passing it out. It's like strawberry meth, and people are passing it out to children on playgrounds at schools and they're winding up in the hospital and like on their deathbed and so I, I i live in dayton ohio which has a pretty poor reputation right now for being like the opioid capital of the world and uh so that's 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 frightening and so i'm sitting here listening to this thinking i'm gonna quit my job i'm gonna buy a bunch of guns <laughs> and my job is gonna be to just shadow my kids <laughs> at schools and just what? shoot and just, just took shoot a dark turn like whoever would do something like this like what kind of human would pass out meth to like school kids on a playground so i kind of forgot about it and then monday i i'm on facebook and the parent um that's i guess another uh, has a child in my daughter's class posts a link to a local news article um that is the same thing it's like uh, Montgomery, or Montgomery County Sheriff warns of new drug. And so I click on it, and it's a little 30-second bit on the local news. It's like our NBC local news. And it's talking about strawberry quick, you know, this new thing. They're passing the kids. And so I'm just thinking, like, I just, un- I forgot about this, and now I'm so upset. What the heck is going on in the world? So then I didn't get the email, because I must not be on the principal's email list. So I have my wife forward it to me, and I'm reading it. And I'm like, I noticed right away, it it's it seems written kind of amateurish. Like it's just kind of weird. So I just Google like because I want more info. Like how many kids are in the hospital today, and like what are their names, and what schools did they go to? And, and it was written know. by Pablo Astori. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. No, it's it's that level of ethical malfeasance stuff. That it is. was that was a next level troll. It really no, that was that wasn't a troll. That was yeah, no. That was a next level I, comment then. That's yeah, out. it was. So anyway, I Google, you know, strawberry quick. And here's what like the first seven Google links look like. The first one is Wikipedia, the strawberry quick meth myth. The second one is Snopes talking about how it's mostly false. Um, And then there's like nine other Snopes-like things and news articles. So this isn't like I didn't go to some dark web to figure out this isn't real. It's just like very obvious. This has been – this is basically an internet hoax that's been going around for 11 years. And it's not purely like a hoax because the initial – 
fodder for it was actually some random Yahoo sheriff in like somewhere around Las Vegas that wrote up something real eye-popping, which wasn't true at all. And so here's what is real. They have found um, colored meth. Sometimes that's because the manufacturers don't know what they're doing. Sometimes it's intentional. They have even found in a couple of states flavored meth. Here's what they have never found. They've never found meth that was created to hand out to school children. They have never had any children admitted to any hospitals for ingesting this. So those are false. And they've been kind of you debunked. You hear it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. So this has been debunked uh, many times. Again, this thing goes back to 2007. And it gets slightly kind of modified. And the pictures are always different. This one didn't have a picture, fortunately. So I'm reading this thing, and I realize, like, holy crap. So somehow my principal got some memo that says it's from the Montgomery County Sheriff. I don't even live in Montgomery County. I live in the county over. Um so someone must have just thrown that guy's name on here and is passing it around. And I can't believe it. The local news bit. And that's when I thought, that seems weird. So I go to the county sheriff's website. I look up the number. I call it. Instead of being an office admin, it's a dispatcher, which is really strange. I felt like, whoa, I probably shouldn't be wasting your time. But I just asked for confirmation that the sheriff's office actually put out this warning. But you wasted no your time what, anyway. I wasted your time. <laughs> she wasted my time. She had no idea what I was talking about, and she tried giving me all these drug information hotlines. I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need that. I just need to know if the thing I'm seeing on the news really did originate for Strawberry her office. quick hotline. Yeah. <laughs> so she can't confirm or deny anything. Did you she call Nestle? Some, she gives me some ran- <laughs> She gives me some random number. I call. It rings for five minutes. No one picks up. I, I Wait, you let it you let a number ring for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, just letting it. There's sit. a number that rings for five minutes in this day and age that doesn't go to voicemail or it, something, a recording, does, yeah. anything. No, it eventually this is a man who was going to quit his job to walk around schools with well, guns. Okay, I, I, this I, is a dedicated I, 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 human being. And eg, I, I always fear the man with nothing to lose. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I. At this point, I email the news station and just say, did you, and I haven't gotten a response back. This has been a week now. This was last Monday, or actually it was last Tuesday. And I say, this is clearly a hoax. Here's like 27 links to prove it. Did you really get this from the sheriff's office? Then I email uh, the principal. Same thing. Here's all these links. You know, this was obviously very alarming, and it's not true. And so trying to figure out what happened. The principal is the only responsible adult in this story who gets back to me and says, this is shocking. I'm, you know, I didn't realize I needed to vet this info. It came from the school board. I'm going to talk to them and figure out what the heck happened. So in the meantime, I look at the name at the top of the memo that I got, that my wife got in the email. And it's this person's name, Bruce. I forget his last name. And it says he's in the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. So I do a Google search for this guy's name, and I get a LinkedIn hit. And he is connected on LinkedIn to, like, my boss and other people I work with. And his title is, like, Director of Crime Intelligence for Dayton, Ohio. So I think, wait a minute. This guy actually, okay, so this isn't just some fictional, like, Tolkien character. Like, this is a real, and not that Tolkien would name someone Bruce, but this is a real guy. (laughs) 
So you know how on LinkedIn, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not connected to someone, when you try to connect, it allows you to basically like almost give them a tweet size message. Like you can't have a chat with them, but you can send them like a quickie, like, Hey, here's how I know you or whatever, or here's why I want to connect with you. So it took me a little bit of effort to try to fit a lot of info into like 155 (laughs) (laughs) characters, but it was basically like, got email, saw news, hoax like are you aware <laughs> it's like a telegram a, from the a, 1880s it a, yeah it was stop it was, more, it was a little more clear than that anyway so it's like a pending request well he denies it then he calls the front office at my company asking for me so the receptionist or the admin gives me the info so i call him and he's like hello i'm like Hi, Bruce. This is Tom Pestak. And then there's silence. Like I was waiting for him to be like, yeah, hey. And it's like really awkward silence. And ultimately, he's like, I got a really strange email from you or a LinkedIn message from you. And I was like, oh, yeah, Bruce, Bruce. I'm sorry. I was paying legit. by the word. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, that was totally legit. I was uh, buying guns for the playground. Yeah. Yeah. I was. And, you know, and so then I just figured he'd be like, oh, tell me more. And I, in my mind, I was going to tell him, oh, I got this hoax email with your name on it. And he was going to go gasp, like we got to figure out who did this and we got to rectify the situation immediately. And this dude like gets in his bunker and he is like, that's true. And I was like, what's true? He's like the strawberry quick. I was like, uh, which true and he's like all of it all and so i just start talking and he kind of lets me talk for a bit and i'm like explaining well i mean this is a hoax that goes back to 2007 i was trying to be nice about it and i was like you know there are some little bits of this that there's some truth to it but this whole bit about you know school children being targeted and people winding up in hospitals and and dealers really making candy shaped looking meth is, is not true. And the DEA you know, has said repeatedly, they've never seen that. And then he's like, well, William Bryan with the DEA would have, you know, would, would disagree. And he just like randomly says a name really fast. And I don't even know if that was a name. And I was like, okay, is that like a source I could talk to? So he just starts saying it's all true. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh, this guy believe he get like someone shared a hoax with him and he believed it. So he admits to me that he shared this with Dayton Public School uh, Board. Um, And so I'm like trying to gently explain to this guy that it's a hoax. And I'm explaining to him like, you know, Bruce, I know you didn't write it because I can find the text word for word on the Internet. Like, (laughs) two, if you just use Google. And so he takes exception to me calling it a hoax. He took exception to me saying he re-rolled something someone shared to him. Um, he 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 admits who is he, who is he Manti Teo? Yeah. At one point he admits <laughs> that like the DEA has found flavored meth in five states, and he lists the states. None of them even bordered Ohio. <laughs> so finally, I started getting frustrated, and I was like, okay, what I'm trying to understand is because I live in Dayton, and when I get this email from my principal. It makes it seem like there's you know, imminent danger that someone's going to like show up on the playground and hand out candy that's actually meth to my kids. 
And so what I'm really looking for is some sort of source or news story or something that can say that that's true because that's what your memo says. And then this guy basically says to some effect that if I want to keep my head in the sand, like that's my priority. <laughs> and that is really serious or something. And I kind of shot back and I was like, well, if I didn't care. I wouldn't be taking all this time calling you and going through this hot mess. Um, and it was just basically anyway, like I, five minutes of conspiracy theory, like craziness after that. Right. I mean, well, I, I mean, just let me, let me read to you the actual map. Right? <laughs> you can see what we're dealing with because I was definitely have to definitely was, have to catfish this guy. I, I was challenging him on the contents of this and he's just like, Oh, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Meth is bad. There's meth. I get it. But like, this is what it says, right? You you need to, you know, square, you know, this memo you sent out, which is a hoax with reality. Uh, with reality. <laughs> so here's 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 the memo. Good uh, new drug in schools. Dot dot dot. Please pass this on, even oh, if you do not have kids in school. Does that not sound like every chain yeah. email you've if ever you? If you don't pass this on to five people, then. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. will have bad luck for 17 years. Yes. So it starts off with, please pass this on. It also says new. So I challenged him on that. I said, look, Bruce, you're not, look giving, Bruce. You're not giving me any confidence that you didn't just pass on an internet hope. And even if you're going to tell me that at one point he said, he said, well, we knew it was a hoax at first. And I'm thinking like, no, you didn't. You just learned that in the last 15 minutes of me talking to you. But at one point I said, even if it was a hoax, and now it's real. The memo says new drug in schools, which this has been going around since 2007. I was like, <laughs> and meth has been around a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, at the very least, it's not new. This is an old email chain. So anyway, parents should know about this drug, period. Like, what kind of amateur sentence is that? This is a new drug, again, <laughs> known as Strawberry Quick. He didn't know he was going up against a professor of technical writing. Actually, Nate, you know how I, you know what my first clue was that this was bullshit? <laughs> uh, they didn't double space after the periods. No, you're not supposed to oh, double oh, space it. after you, the periods. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What I is just, wrong I just, Google, I just Googled this. Yeah. And it says news about <laughs> Strawberry Quick meth. Deputies warning parents of new drugs circulating in schools known as Strawberry Quick in Montgomery County, Ohio. Yeah, that's 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 where I live. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's still on the website, even though I emailed the news. Is it WDTN? Yeah, yeah, I emailed no, no. them last Tuesday. Yeah, this is ABC on your site. I, I emailed WDTN last Tuesday. So anyway, here's I'm going to keep reading. There is a very scary thing going on in schools right now that we all need to be aware of. That's the third sentence. Like already it's like three sentences that don't make any sense and are out of order. And we've already we've already said the same thing three times. There is a type of crystal meth going around that looks like strawberry pop rocks, the candy that sizzles and, and quote unquote pops in your mouth. It also smells like strawberry and it is being handed out to kids in schoolyards. They are who's they they are calling it strawberry meth or strawberry quick. Kids are ingesting this, thinking that it is candy and being rushed off to the hospital in dire condition. It also comes in <laughs> chocolate, peanut butter, cola, cherry, grape, and orange. Uh, wait, does <laughs> it really say that? Yes. 
Please instruct your children not to accept candy from strangers and even not to accept candy that looks like this from a friend who may have Meanwhile, been given it. And has anyone heard you. a case of this happening to any child anywhere ever? Yeah. Pass, <laughs> and, then, and then here's how it ends. Pass this on to as many people as you can, even if you don't have kids, so that we can raise awareness and hopefully prevent any tragedies from occurring. Now, here's here's my I have two. I have three huge problems with this. This is the Tom rants. And this goes back to <laughs> what? Like 15 minutes Wait, this wasn't a rant? No, no, no. This was just information. This is the prelude to the rant. Here's my rant. And I don't care. I, and you guys, if you don't agree with me, then, man, I don't know. We're going to have to have some kind of re-education. Here, here, here's the theme that I see in 2018 in America. Step one, someone publishes something on the Internet. It doesn't matter whether they they meant to be a hoax or they thought what they were saying was true. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they were Pablo Estori or whatever. <laughs> Step two, it, it becomes apparent that whatever was written in one is blatantly, patently, absurdly false. <laughs> and this could be determined by the person that wrote it. The person that wrote it could be like, turns out I was wrong. It usually is some third party. That goes in and says, oh, yeah, Sabrina Ederly, yep, that whole thing was BS, right? It's usually some someone else that acts as a watchdog to say, actually, none of that is true. The thing that makes my blood boil to a temperature so hot, I don't know how I've survived, <laughs> is step three. Do you know what step three is? Can any, can any of you guys guess what step three is? I, I don't know, Tom. What is step three? <laughs> but, you know... It's a, this is a really important thing, you guys. That's more or less paraphrasing step three. So here's, <laughs> here's step three for the Pablo Estori crowd. And, and it doesn't matter who it is. It's like a widely cited 2009 Sports Illustrated article said that 78% of NFL players were bankrupt after two years. <laughs> Our numbers suggest it's 1.9%. And then they immediately go to step three, and it's, we can all agree that the finances of professional athletes <laughs> is a very serious issue. It's like, no, no, we can't all agree to that. <laughs> and that's beside the point. Just that stat was ludicrous. Full stop. That's it. Right? That, <laughs> Wait, how, that, this come back around to Pablo Estori. <laughs> you definitely thing. have to send the Pablo Estori so, article to this Sabrina guy first. Adderley. Here's the Sabrina Adderley one. It was all fake, but what rape was Sabrina Ederly? I'm almost thing. afraid to ask. <laughs> but what was Sabrina Ederly? This is uh, that was all made up. But rape culture is a very serious thing, you guys. Like that's oh, how, that was that's, the that's, Duke you'll, you'll lacrosse appreciate. team. No, that was different. This was the this was the Virginia Tech thing. Oh, that was with made the up. mattress enrolling. Yeah. Okay. So here, so Bruce, step threes me, right? He says. <laughs> Meth is a very serious thing, and we should all take this seriously. And I'm like, Bruce, how many children, because your thing says children are ingesting this on the playground, and that it's new, and are going to hospitals. I asked him, do you have any sources on this? Do you have any hospitals report anything? And he says to me, no one would. No, of course not. No one would keep information like that. <laughs> Wait, this, is, this guy's in law enforcement? He is the yeah. director of Her criminal intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. 
So, st- you know, step one. He is not living up to the last part of that if you're, title. If you're Pablo S. Torre, I say shame on you when you do step one or Sabrina Adderley for journalistic malfeasance or uh, just oh, lack of... Oh, okay, that's who Sabrina Adderley was. That some was the... People, yeah, okay, I know what that Some is, people so. say things or write things in step one, and they're wrong. Like, sorry, I forgot Channing Fry's back on the Cavs. I was wrong, right? <laughs> but I didn't step three, you guys. I just said, oh, yeah, we I'm sorry. We can all agree I w- that where Channing plays is we a did very all important ag- thing. Yeah, we, we, we can all agree <laughs> we that all agree. Channing really bleeds purple and gold. So, like... <laughs> It doesn't matter that I was fact. No, it matters. It really matters. And as a parent, I got a billion and one things to have anxiety over. The last thing I need is this. And so if this <laughs> is made up, you have a responsibility, Bruce and WDTN and everyone that's passing this along to when you realize that you got it wrong to get it right and yeah. not to step three me. Not to be like, yeah, maybe you're right, and then be like, but drugs are a really serious problem. Drugs are bad, okay. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> Tom, yeah. you'll be you'll be happy. This is an article on ZDNet that ends with because this is it exploded on Facebook. I guess he goes as a general word of caution: don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> also. <laughs> Don't blindly copy and paste warnings just because your Facebook friend status tells you to do so. Although you probably mean well, you could be helping a hoax become more popular on the social network. And and we wonder how the Russian bots are winning. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I've talked to five or six people since Tuesday. Uh, they got the same email from their principals at different schools. Oh, dear God. So the first thing that... I just did my rant about the first thing. Uh, that makes me so mad. The second thing is something that makes me sad. I didn't get the initial email. Five days after I got, after my wife got that email, I investigated. To my knowledge, now maybe I'm blowing my own horn here. To my knowledge, I mean, I know I'm the only person out of 300 some odd parents that brought this to the attention of my kid's principal. So people are getting this. And all they're all their, all their thinking is Montgomery County, drugs, new drug in schools, meth. Oh, my gosh, meth is a problem. Great. And this thing, which is written so much like an email hoax, they weren't able to see through that because it just sounds because it like. Because it plays on their fears. People's like their, fears. And I, told you, I told you guys, I told everyone when I wrote that piece called some real news and some fake news about Darius Miles. When I was reading Pablo S. Torrey's Time magazine that, <laughs> I was just gobbling all that up. It fit the narrative it of does. the broke athlete. I had to stop for one second. And when I saw 60% of NBA players were broke after five years, I just, I had to, st- I started thinking of actual examples. I started thinking of actual players. And when I couldn't square that number with like any reality, I stopped, took a step back, got out of the narrative and did a little investigation. And it turns out, yeah, that's that's like an order of magnitude off. Oh. So uh, this time I didn't even do that. I can't even say I read it and the first time I was like, well, this is a hoax. I believed it. I just did a Google search because I wanted to figure out how bad this problem really was. And then once I got like, I don't know, red pilled, excuse the pun, and I read this thing, it was like, okay, clearly this is a hoax. But no one sees that. Like the grammar is wacky. The punctuation is wacky. Whoever wrote this repeats like the same idea four times. Pass it on is laced throughout here three times. I mean, it's obviously a hoax. And so, 
anyway, I don't know how to end this rant, but it, yeah. people are so easily catfished and so easily duped by their fears and desires, Tom. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just true. it's sad. <laughs> well, no, but but to to your point though, Tom, like beyond the that that fear is the is the 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 non desiring to to admit you're wrong and to oh yeah yeah doubling down the the path is so much so much easier to just keep moving yeah it's like that uh for parents or whatever uh in philosophy classes we learned about that pascal's wager whatever like he says like even if you don't believe in god you might as well just do like what the Bible says, because you'll be a great person and stuff. And it's like a lot of stuff with parents now. They'll just kind of like anything that comes out, even if it's completely ridiculous, like they kind of just go with it. And I feel like there's just this idea. Well, like uh, even if it's not true, at least I'll be like, I'll be benefiting my child or something. And it's like, well, it could be wrong, but at least the net benefits there. Yeah. So, yeah, there might not be red math, but hey, like your kids aren't doing math, at least like Vaccines even if it doesn't exist. Autism. Yeah. yeah. By the way, all it does is inspire someone, some drug dealer out there to come up with this stuff <laughs> and actually do it. Thing. Yeah. It's like, exactly. oh, the hoax is out there. Now I can do it. Now I've got away free with advertising. It for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys want to have a little fun, just spend 10 minutes like Googling through the strawberry quick thing yeah. and well, notice before... and notice how disparate the photos are. In the original photo back in 2007, the photo is a South African girl that has HPV. Um, HPV. It just looks ter- she looks terrible. She's got her mouth just looks all messed up. It was pulled out of a medical journal somewhere, and that's what was slapped on it. Shortly thereafter, stuff that looked like sparkling pepperoni was shown in a picture. <laughs> um, the one that they showed on my news looked like candy hearts, like that you get on Valentine's Day. And then another, yet another one I've seen looks like a purple peeps that was like encapsulated. And do you know how many of those things look like pop rocks? None of them. So it's just <laughs> okay. It's just, so <laughs> we are at two hours, gentlemen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so um, I hate to cut this short. Uh, give me, give me one thing. Fifteen seconds, Dave. What are you pitching? Uh, well, this is just a story. So I'm Italian, so I got a lot of, (laughs) I'm Italian, so I got a lot of body hair and my hair on my head's already graying and I feel like my body's betrayed me because I found a great chest hair this week and my beard's not gray yet. So So I I was very disappointed by that. So you're pitching just for men? (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'll pitch just for men. Uh, EG. Uh, I pitched Mr. In-Between last time, but now I'm, well, now I'm like, uh, three episodes deep in uh, the second season of Ozark, which is awesome, so okay. I recommend it. Okay. Tom. Um, Reading emails with a critical eye. Is that what yes. you're Yes. I'd like to pitch And two spaces after a period. Journalistic Tom, integrity. are you the are you the one who knocks when it comes to strawberry quick meth? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I knocks what? With that joke. Are you the one who knocks? Oh, you know? geez. Wow. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to recall my strawberry quick commercials from the '80s. 
So I'm is that gonna... what you're is that what you're referencing? No, Breaking Bad. Oh, oh okay. okay, yeah. So I'm gonna pitch a movie Wait, that I didn't get the pitch. Oh, I thought you were. You did. Okay, what are you pitching? I'm gonna pitch two things: um, <laughs> ethics and journalism, and uh, the band or the the um, duo Two Steps from Hell. If you ever want to get pumped up, go to YouTube, search Two Steps from Hell, and just listen to them. Okay, so I'm gonna pitch a movie that Tom would probably hate, and I know EG probably hates, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, took it on a recommendation, but. The Matt Damon movie Downsizing. Um, oh God! <laughs> I actually thought it was really good. Really good performances from Christoph Waltz and and Matt Damon. And you know, Matt Damon gets shrunk uh, very small, like an inch and a half, maybe, and uh, maybe taller than that, maybe like four inches. And it's a whole environment. Wait, wait! Thing. I just read the plot, and this looks like the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so read the plot aloud, Tom. When scientists discover how to shrink humans to five inches tall as a solution to overpopulation, Paul, Matt Damon, and his wife, Audrey, Kristen Wiig, decide to abandon their stress lives in order to get small, move to a new downsized community, a choice that triggers life-changing adventures. Uh, it's a terrible synopsis yeah. for... That uh, sounds like I thought a was Balderdash movie. <laughs> you, but movie you would hate plot. it, Dom. It's very preachy. Yeah, you would hate it. I hated it. <laughs> well, I don't I believe in it. overpopulation, but I already hate it. And the whole like tiny house thing, I find a little bit insufferable. So yeah, I already you hate would it. find it insufferable, but I enjoyed it. So there you go. And this has been Cavs the Podcast. And as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.